1: and with it a new season of Bridgerton the official podcast. I'm your host Gabby Collins, and this season we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season 3 of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday.
2: Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA,
3: absolutely seminal work of 2002, Uh, a movie called Eight Mile came together starring a famed white rapper, Eminem. Now I'm saying white rapper just just for funnies because had he not been easily one of the greatest rappers to ever rap rapping, there's, there's just undeniable his... Influences, cadences. Now, some of y'all are a little young, so you you, you may not really appreciate you may only know mom spaghetti. Mom spaghetti. You may only know the Of course I'm world touring. Driving a four Taurus over the floorboards. Getting divorced of the boards at the same time as Harrison Ford and can panning, panin', panin' while I'm panicking. You using way too many napkins, babkins, flapping, flapping around like a babkin. You may only know. Meme Eminem, but in the art of rap, in the time that he came, and even up to now, his track record, his catalog, his ability to, to just the mastery of the art and skill of rap. He's, he's really, there's he's not really, you can't. He may not be your thing, which is what I'm trying to get at. He may not be your thing, I Maybe mean, what you like, just like some people don't like sushi. I disagree with those people. They are wrong, but some people don't like sushi. But it is when you have someone who is a, an absolute prodigy, a mastery Michelin star sushi chef, it is what it is. They're objectively good. Eminem, so my argument is take it from prop, Eminem is objectively one of the top five rappers to ever rap just I know trust me but in this work eight mile which in hindsight's a little funny you know growing up in the mean streets of Detroit which is not funny and them streets are actually very mean but their music scene was thriving like there's no other way around that Detroit all the way back to Motown Detroit has given us some of the greatest music in the world anyway their underground scene and I've got to perform at this place uh which was super dope it's St Andrews Hall upstairs and then Downstairs is the famous scene at the end where he's rapping to Overshook ones and loosely based on his life living in a trailer park and he's trying to get a record deal and break into the industry and has this one major battle and in this battle he's just knocking off local rappers left and right you know and the cheddar bob of the world and anyway at the end of it he wins the battle and he goes home but he wins over this room full 100% full of black people. And as he's taken out crew after crew and rapper after rapper, he uh, then just has to go back to work because underground rap don't pay. This is pre-URL and grind time before any YouTube channels for rap battles. I'm quoting myself in that. You can go back and listen to my work. Excellent. A record, I'm not saying I'm excellent, but there's an album called Excellent And the title track is called Excellent. And I say, "He with low standards, don't get no mics on the stages I stand on to battle where the stakes were the rights to keep the mic for a couple more bars. No YouTube channels for rap battles or cash prizes. Just keeping you cool when heat rises. So anyway, there's no $10,000 pots. It wasn't until like the end of my time in the battle rap scene where you would win a chance to do a song with Dre. You know what I'm saying? Anyway. Uh, that wasn't the scene we can't, that, were, I, that scene that y'all know about where you write the, you get to do the acapella, right, then write the three minute verse. You get three months to prepare. I didn't come from that. You had to come off the head. You ain't know who you was battling and you had to do it. Anyway, so this scene was supposed to be that and he completely went over the crowd. And it was absolutely incredible. And encouraged white rappers everywhere to think that they could actually do this. <laughs> the problem is, this would be the corniest movie ever if Eminem was not the most amazing rapper ever. Like it, I, I can't stress this enough how good of a rapper Eminem is. That being said, like I said, I come from the battle rap scene. It don't really be working like that, fam. You don't ever really win over the crowd. It just, you got your whole crew there, too. Listen, this ain't Eminem, fam. This ain't look it you have to be the greatest rapper in the world for this to happen listen this ain't a mile let's talk about televised debates y'all hood politics Welcome, 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 welcome. In this season of midterms, hopefully you've watched a number of like local debates um, and maybe you didn't watch them. Maybe you uh, just saw the clips the next day. And those clips oftentimes tend to go a long way. My man JB out in uh, Oklahoma City, uh, shout out JB and OKC and everything he's doing on the East Side Project. It's just absolutely incredible. Uh, At some point, I'm gonna bring him in here just to talk about what he's doing because it is the epitome of what we want to see and why we do this pod anyway um that was a sip of coffee because i keep it real the clip he showed was from their gubernatorial race where this man that was running was basically trying to make a point about being aspirational and he was essentially saying listen when you run a company and you say you're going to be the top 10 company in the world it's it's not like a literal thing. It's it's aspirational. Like in oh, you know, me being the government, you know, Oklahoma being the top ten state, we're we're not gonna be that. But it's aspirational. I was like, fam, you said what now? So hold up. In in a debate to get elected, you just diss the people that's supposed to choose you. By being like, y'all ain't gonna ever be no top 10. You ain't never, you ain't never in nobody, you ain't in nobody's top 10 list. We'll never be there. I just want us to work as if we might one day. I was like, fam, you gotta write this stuff down before you start talking. Every once in a while when you freestyling, I'm gonna be real. Like again, I come from battle rap. I come from freestyle. Every once in a while, when you get sometimes you black out there's been moments that I'm like you come to at the end it's just I it's like when people talk about flow state like I didn't realize I didn't we didn't obviously we didn't know what that was called but we were accessing flow state every night because there's a there is a moment where you start feeling like I man before I recorded this I should have brought in some of the homies you start feeling like in your head you're three and four lines ahead of what's coming out of your mouth. I'm already connecting the dots. I'm four bars ahead of you of what's coming out of my mouth. I done already connected those dots. I've already thought about the patterns. Like when you're good at it and the extent for which you could be good at it is your mastery of the ability to do that. And then sometimes my homeboy Poseidon talks about this. Sometimes, and I've experienced it, you just black out. You couldn't ask me to tell you what I just said. I don't remember it. It's just... The moment gets so intense. Everything, click. it's like everything fires. The moment slows down. You feel like you're, and again, I come from the time where it's, there's an instrumental playing and you just, I couldn't get off beat if I tried. And what's coming out of my mouth. I'm so in the moment. You're so locked in that it's like, I couldn't fall off if I tried. I have another friend where you you have to cut him off. Like, cause he won't stop. It's just, you you lock in. Which is why it's. I have a hard time understanding people, rappers who say they can't freestyle. Cause I just didn't come from that. Like that was something that, it's like a basketball player that can't dribble. It's just a part of the game. I know things have changed. See, I'm old school. Everybody don't work like me. You know what I'm saying? But that's, that's what I came from right and the melody and the cadence and the words and the styles like it all had to be together now when you think about like southern trap rap or like drill music or stuff like that like it's all vibe you know what i'm saying it's just gotta feel aggressive and a lot of them dudes do go in there and freestyle songs like rain jobs job drop tops cooking a feather the crock pot that's your girl she a thought thought like you, you, that's vibe like you were just feeling good it don't have to make sense you know what i'm saying It does, but it doesn't have to. It just has to feel right. I didn't come from that. You had to bar out. You feel me? But then there are other times when you're in that flow state and something ridiculous comes out of your mouth. (laughs) And you're like, oh, I what, just, wait, what did I just say? And what was so funny and not funny, but like sad from that time is like, hip hop historically has been very homophobic. So unfortunately a lot of the battle phrases were about calling the other person gay to our shame you know that's what the scene was like but when you when you black out and you're freestyling some of the things that you're saying (laughs) are rather gay And, and it's And at the at the time, unfortunately, we would it was it's I'm saying this to our shame at at the time. Those things would come out of our mouth and you would catch yourself like, you know, bend over, nigga. I turn you to a prostitute. I get up in that ass. Like it's like word. I mean, that's like, I mean, you suppressing stuff. You know what I'm saying? But the point I'm trying to make is sometimes it come out of your mouth in a way that it wasn't supposed to come out of your mouth. And I feel like that's what happened with, Ho boy, like maybe you're not as dope of a freestyler as you think you are. You should have thought thought that through. You should have ran in bars in front of you. Anyway, the point is all I know about that that, uh, debate was that clip, okay? Some might ask, at least some, people have asked me this. Why do you even televise debates, especially after the debacle of the 2016 and 2020 elections that were just absurd they were just like these screaming matches you're not answering the question and i don't know if you remember in 2016 when there was count them 11 people running for the republican seat it's like you can't get no word in there's no way for you there's no way for you to like get your bars off you can't get your bars of too many people and and we're talking over each other we're just trying to get zingers and like nobody's convincing anyone this is why i bring up battle rap
1: Fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday.
2: This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip.
3: Now, I come from a scene, and and please follow me when I say all this. I come from a scene where this is early internet, so internet didn't rule the world. I am probably a lot older than a lot of y'all. Um, well, maybe not a lot old, you know what I'm saying? But hip-hop, the type of hip-hop we existed in, it was really a clandestine sort of thing. We were the scene while... Like, perfect example, when Doggy Style dropped the Snoop Dogg's record and single, Snoop Dogg, Dog, Dog, da, 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 hey, hey, in the same city, in Los Angeles, so did a song called Passing Me By from a group called The Far Side. And I can still rap that song from top to bottom. In my younger days, I used to sport a shag. When I went to school, I carried lunch in a bag with an apple for my teacher. That would fill up too much time. But anyway. With my name last on the looking glass. I seen her yesterday, but still I had to let her pass. She keeps on passing me by. A good film you could watch is the Elements documentary. It's about this the other scene of L.A. hip hop. Uh, a lot of my friends are in that, and it was about what else was happening in Los Angeles. So while DJ Quick and Snoop Dogg and Dog Pound was happening, so was Dilated Peoples, Far Side, and then up in the Bay, people like Souls of Mischief and Ninety Three Till Infinity, Gift to Gab, you know, uh Visionaries, uh Freestyle Fellowship you know, this whole other world, ski low, you know, I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a bother. He come from that scene. Right. So there was this whole other area of Los Angeles that was doing a different type of hip hop. Right. And out of that was like where I would show up at weekly open mics and Battles and DJs and some some of them were always battles. Some of them were just like, there was even a spot called Building Blocks, you know, where you just, you're we're, we're playing past the mic. And uh event called Project Blood in this area called Mert Park in the Crenshaw District, you know, where you would stand outside on a street corner and you just freestyle until the sun came up. It's a great childhood, you know. But then Elements itself, like Elements was like the playoffs. It was like, it was cutthroat. In a way that it's like, like think of it like this: it's a single elimination tournament. You know, you sign up on the list to battle, and when you're sometimes your friends would sign you up on it. Just be like, oh dang, I wasn't even trying to do this, but anyway, you got to get up there and do it. And out of that came things like the Blaze Battle that was on HBO, and then I was in a documentary called The Battle for LA about. LA battle rap scene. And then out of that, you get stuff like Eight Mile, you know, which was a movie that's about the Detroit scene. Right. And then later on, you get like the King of the Dots and Grind Times where you can build a whole industry around that where people are like athletes, like battle rap. They're like T3s to me. Like those are, those are evolved versions of what I came from. I can't do what they do. I've hung my mic up when it comes to the battle rap stuff. Now, off the head, I might serve these foods, but for what they do? No, nah, I can't do what they do. This is a long way to say that. In that scene, what you find is and we would travel. Like you would you would show up like Elements was one night, Blood was another night. There was a spot called Foundation, which was another night. There was one called Chain Reaction, which was a whole other night. So four and five nights a week, we were all over the town in different places. And each of those places had like their hometown heroes. You know what I'm saying? Had their locals. Uh, at Elements, there was a guy named Dotted Line who is in the documentary. There was a story where he, which happened, he battled Fife Dog from Tribe Call Quest. Just because you have a big name, at least when it comes to LA, I don't mean you get a pass here. You gotta prove yourself, right? which is the point I'm trying to get at. So in this area, in this scene, you usually, if you're on the list, even if it's like planning, like I'm gonna battle this, I'm gonna serve this fool the crowd is the X factor. Follow me. If the crowd just decides they like one guy, If you bring enough of your homies there and they just cheerleading, there's nothing the other person can say. It don't matter. Even if this person's, there's, you know, the meme of the guy that like, of uh, the guy that's going like, but I'm not a rapper. And all of his friends are like going crazy, you know, after he drops his bars, but I'm not a rapper. You know, flow, show, mo. And everybody behind, like, really In some ways, it was more like that. You're not going to defeat this dude unless you was a purist. Most of the time, if he brings, if she brings her whole squad, her whole crew, they whole crew, if they whole crew is there and they whole crew loud enough, the other person can't get their bars off. And sometimes the hope is to get into the other person's head enough to where the crowd is just turned against them and they're still laughing at the lines from the other guy. what you saw in 8 mile is something that i got to tell you it rarely happens i maybe can count on one hand and i'm when i tell you from ages 16 to 25 maybe 24 25 Something like that. So for I, maybe even younger than 16, 15, maybe, maybe 15, 15. So for 10 years of my life, this is what we did. Whether it was somebody's garage or at the open mics or traveling across. I, I ditched school to go to a rival high school to battle some dude at lunch. Like this is the, this is what we did. I can count on one hand that what you saw at eight mile happens you don't win the crowd over unless you are eating this fool you have to be m&m level exceptional it just there has been times where i know for a fact i'm serving this fool you know what i'm saying but i'm at his school and it's, it just don't matter. Like, I'm at his school. He got his homies. out. Like, I can't get these bars on. This fool even looked at me later and was like, I know, I, you, nah, we were scared. i never forget it. He was like, nah, everybody knew you was going to win. So we just did this to like, try to make you so that you wouldn't. But of course you won. I, you know, like, and it was part of the game, you know? Now, um, that being said, in the things like, like in Elements, you become weeklies, right? You, you, so you become regulars. You know, you're there every week and you're kind of battling the same people. It's the same homies. And like, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Sometimes you, you know, you get taken out. Other times you take them out. You know what I mean? And you just, you get on streaks and it was dope. You know what I mean? Uh, but that's because the crowd knows and loves both of us. Does that make sense? It's very rare that someone could come into Los Angeles and attempt to battle one of our rappers unless they were incredible. You just don't... You don't win over there. Listen, this ain't 8 Mile. That shit don't happen. You feel me? I feel like this is the same with televised debates back after this
1: Fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday.
2: This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip.
3: All right, we're back. So I bring all that up to say this. When you turn on your television for clips, whether it's CNN or Fox News or whatever the case may be, of these aired town hall meetings, you know, aired debates between candidates, whether it's local or, um, you know, national you're probably thinking most people are like everybody else. They done already decided. They just want to see if their dude got bars. Or if you want to see if... You're just looking for something to, to, to go, oh, at, which is just battling, right? And you're hoping the person that you not feeling just has whack bars. And don't say something, but they you know what? But you know what they, they team going to do? They team going to find the clips of they person dropping bars and then your team gonna find clips of your person dropping bars or you're gonna be one of those like bitter fans that are like man this fool ain't even giving bars you so much better than this why you ain't giving the bars you was out here just lacking man come on why you caping for this stuff man nah say it say the joint say the joint you know um If it's like a three and four person battle, you like, dog, nah, but homie over here was, listen, that's when you like, look, y'all not giving no love to my G over here in the corner. That fool giving y'all heat. You hear what this fool said? Ain't nobody paying this fool no attention. You know, so you essentially already went in the way that most crowds go in at battles, which is already got our person. I'm a cheerleader for my dude, like my homie on the list. I got my homie back. Now, if my homie gets served, am I going to say something to the rest of y'all? No. Do I really think they got served? Or I'm going to try to find a way to be like, oh, I don't know. It's close. Now, me, I'm a purist. If the homie got served, they got served, right? But in our politics, do you know any purists? I don't know nobody that would be honest and would be like, Nah, you tripping, dog. Uh, that's my dog, but they, nah, they they bugging out, right? Most of the time, and I'm pretty sure your perception is mine, is we already know who your person is. You just trying to get ammo on them. Or you just trying to get ammo on why the other person is whack. Now, granted, the shit show that was the 2020 debates was like, I ain't never seen nothing like that. That was Bizarre. Right. But this isn't the 1960s, the 1950s, where these debates were. At least from my perspective, way here in 2022, much more cerebral, much more academic and like like you had to you had to know what the hell you was talking about. That just doesn't seem like now in this age of two minute, one minute clips, you know, I'm saying you just trying to get your punchlines off. That's why I say this is battle rap. You just trying to get your punchlines off. You ain't got to put together no bars. You ain't got to have like seven, you know, the the octuplet. You feel me? Unless you really into that. Unless you a nerd, like you a battle rap nerd and you want to catch the octuplets. You know, rap like Common Sense or Common. Uh, Jay-Z Bar. Truthfully, I want to rhyme like Common Sense, but I did five mil. I ain't been rhyming like Common Sense. It's a diss on Common because Common was one of those clever... Clever rappers who would say stuff like, swell does my child, now I milk like Similax, don't have Cinemax because my cable's pirated. Bug out with the rhymes, try to swat, I'll get fly with it. To my comp, I'm a ton, I get amped like Watts in a riot, you know. To my competition, I'm a ton, I get amped like Watts in a riot, the Watts riots. Anyway, anyway, then these like, you know, these four-part word plays, nobody's here for that. They want to like, turn your mama into an anvil. Let's go. The the point I'm making is you've already decided who your dog is, who your winner is. So then the question is, what are the debates for? If not for most of us, at, at least as we think, Who we've already decided, like, listen, ain't no way in the world I'm voting Republican. Or you've already decided, ain't no way in the world I'm voting Democrat. Who is this for? Well, it's for the undecided. To which you would say, really? How many people undecided? Even if it's at least, or the independent voter. It's like a lot of people, you know, they say they don't like politics. I don't want to get into. It's like, no, dude, I'm not political. A lot of people say I'm not political, which is a political statement. But I'm not really political. I don't want to. What they mean is they're not partisan. That's what they mean by that. You know, they don't want to get into partisan politics. Right. But you already know. Well, I know I'm never going to vote Democrat. Or you're like, well, I already know I'm never going to vote Republican. There's no way in the world I could support this party. Well, then that's partisan. But this news might shock you that half the voters in America, if the polls stand up, the Gallic polls stand up, are undecided. In monthly reports from 2021, uh, you could look at um, this is called the World Population Review and in the party affiliation on the Gallic poll history. They're all saying this, like at least it's 2021. How many voters who identify as Democrat or Republican or independent is actually very surprising. In monthly reports of twenty twenty one, says on an average of more than forty percent of voters identify themselves as independent. Now, when you say independent, a lot of times what they mean is undecided. Another investigation I'm reading right here this this section from a uh, World Population. Review.com. It says in many cases, these numbers can be viewed as undecided voters who may often choose independent when in limbo. By contrast, the number of people who declare as Republicans or Democrat typically hovers around 30%. Yes, that means voters who identify as independent voters outpace both those who declare themselves as Democrat and Republican. This is what I'm telling you. They just loud. When I tell you, you in that room, you battling. You just got loud cheerleaders. And that's what the Democrat and Republican parties has convinced us is that they more of them. They are, of course, the most powerful. But they're not the most numerous. It's really not that many of y'all in this room. You just loud. These numbers aren't an aberration. I mean, this is all the statistics go back all the way to 2004. The thing is, we've let the cap fool us. And they know it. This shit is not set in stone. These people are out here trying to recruit as many of the undecided as they can. You know why? Because if you own their team, they already got you. Because most of us have said what we said, which is, I mean, I don't like this nigga, but ain't no way in the world I'm voting for no Republican. You done already said that. I don't like this nigga, but ain't no way in the world I'm voting for Democrat. Because we're like, well, if these are our choices. And how many times have you been in a conversation where you tried to critique one side and then they'll go, well, 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 what about these fools? And you're like, I'm not even talking about them fools. I'm not saying they are any better. I'm just critiquing this one thing. Well, it's either this or that. It's like, dude, you know what they know is that it's not. We're in a two party system. But what the numbers say, I, I, that blew my mind. So when I look at these debates and I'm like, why y'all acting like this? Hey, you ain't going to win nobody. Turns out I was wrong. There's somebody in the back that's like, oh, dang, he kind of got a point there. So the question really is that every politician is asking and why you put on these debates is how do you get your hands on them independent voters? How do you get your hands on them undecided? What do I need to tell you? What do you need to see bad about the other side, about the other person? How can I convince you there's no third choice? How can I convince you? that my bars are greater than yours. So what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna throw as many bars as I can at you in these small bites and small clips. And at least when you see us head to head, you could be like, dang, well, yeah, he got a point there. Dang, he got a point there. That's why you air these things. You air them for the news tomorrow, right? So what does that mean to us? Here's what it means to us. And this is what like, I cannot stress enough. It's that these people running for office are more aware of the power you have than you are. Let that sink in. They more aware of the power that you have than you are. I used to battle rap. I know what kind, I know I can spit. I listen. I pound mics. I do a lot of like conscious and uplifting and positive music. But if you need me to bu- just get my bars off, you don't want to see propaganda. Your boy got bars. But I tell you what, you send me to battle down in New Orleans. I'm going to lose because the crowd matters. You send me to battle down in Texas, I'm probably going to lose. You know why? Because the crowd matters. uh, (laughs) These politicians know that. So what I want you to know is, listen, I don't believe our liberation is in the hands of any of these political parties. I think a two party system is our demise. It's in and it's because they really good at convincing us that there is only two parties. You feel me? Oh, look, 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 they talk about uh, take the streets. You talk about Crips and Bloods. I was like, I grew up with Vatos. There's a third option over here. You understand what I'm saying? So the point I'm trying to make is they would convince you that. We are the keys to your liberation. My answer is neither one of y'all are the keys to the liberation. The keys to our liberation is realizing the power that we collectively have as a community. They need what we got. And they know that more than we know that. You better make these people sweat for your vote. Make them earn it. Let's make it a mile. Okay, get up there and show me your bars. You following me? Listen, our relationship with, with the government, listen, we not friends. There's some, you want me to stand up there and act like we friends, nigga? We not friends. This shit is transactional. I like you understand what I'm saying? Like, uh, like uh, it's a t-shirt on my website. I don't hate America. I just demand she keeps her promises. You done made promises to me. I need you to uphold your side. Our relationship is transactional. Nigga, we not friends. So when you get on this camera, you want me to choose you for your job? I need you to spit that heat. And if you're going to spit that heat, I need to be able to see if you false flagging. Nigga, is you really about that? Is you about that? I'm going to run your license. You really about that in these streets? You really doing the shit you say you doing? You understand what I'm saying? Nigga, listen. I came in here at first. Change my mind. I may look like I'm on one side, just like you make, just like you could stand on that crowd. Listen, there has been those other times in my battle rap career too. You walk into the city, you walk into this room and them niggas just love hip hop. So they may believe already cause they ain't heard me rap yet. You know, that they boy finna serve me. And I'm listening, they boy getting their bars off, but there's a moment, probably any other athletes understand when you realize in the middle of this game, Oh, you finna win this. They can't, it's over. These fools can't guard me. Oh, we we about to win this game. Like, there is a moment, I remember those moments in battle rap where I was just like, after this dude did his first round, I was like, oh, I'm gonna mop this fool. Oh, it's going down. And watch me win this crowd over. Watch. I've won crowds over. It's not impossible. It's just rare. You have to be... Re- Listen, I had to earn it. So my request to all of us listening to this is, okay, this ain't eight mile, but maybe you can make it eight mile. Make these fools earn it. Did you know that on average, and do your Googles, maybe 20% on average of registered voters actually vote. You, you hear me? So who gets? Who get their choice? Well, the loud ones. They not the most of us. They just the loudest. Make these fools earn it. Who politics. Yeah, this here thing was recorded by me, Propaganda, in East Los Boyle Heights, Los Angeles, California. This mug was mixed, edited, mastered, and scored by Matt Osowski. I can totally say his name, guys. It was it was a shtick. He's going by Matt now again because he got into some legal situations with the name Headlights. Y'all know Common used to be called Common Sense. Y'all know Tip. T.I. was tipped. Sometimes it happened. Executive produced by the one and only Sophie Lichterman for cool zone media and the theme music by the one and only gold tips gold tips dj sean p so y'all just remember listen every time you check in if you understand city living you understand politics we'll see y'all next week
1: And with it, a new season of Bridgerton the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins, and this season we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season 3 of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday.
2: Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA,